Glory to God. All right, look, let's get after this thing. Um, uh, we've been talking about your power source. This is going to be part three of this. And for the sake of time, I'll read you the scriptures today. But I want to encourage you to write them down and take your time to go home and study them because we're going to talk about a very significant part of your power source. All right. Now, we know your power source is important. I mean, think about it. Your power source to your car, that's your engine under the hood. All right. And without it, the car has no value. You may have a $10,000 car, but if the engine goes out, the car is now worth 500 bucks. It's not, the value's not the same. But if the power source is in it, then the value's up. So you need to understand how important and how significant your power source is. And remember, God's a smart God. He, he, put a, he, he did have a plan for all of us. And I don't care who you are. Everybody that walks this earth, God created you and he had a plan for you when he created you. Now that doesn't mean that you're not going to make mistakes. You're going to go down some roads you don't know, need to go down. Come on, we're, we're humans. All of us are imperfect people trying to live in an imperfect world. And we're going to make mistakes. But it's important that we get back to him. We get back to God. And he's, he's made a way for us to do everything that he's called us to do. See, most people, don't, they have the hardest thing believing that God will call them to do something great because they feel like they can't do it in their own strength. Well, they, if that's you, you don't understand who you are in Christ because you don't do these things in your own strength. Because God has given us a power source, right? And we need to understand the power source. Now, we know this is the third week in this message, so we know that our power source is the Holy Spirit. All right, that's the third person of the Godhead. Pretty significant, right? God knew that we, he, he knew that we're going to need some help. So remember, he says, I'm going to send you. Jesus says, I will ask the Father to send a comforter. And if you break that word down, comforter, he's your intercessor. He's your advocate. He's your helper. He's your strengthener. All of that, he's going to guide you. All of these things is what the Holy Spirit is there for. All right? And he's there for you. You've got to understand, it's true. This is very much true. It is for today. Now, so many people argue this thing when you start talking about the Holy Spirit. And so many denominations have just completely removed it. Very, very touch on it, very little. Right? But God says, it's time for my people, the body of Christ, to understand the full truth of the Word and understand that they are to be empowered to do what He's called them to do. See, we're dealing with things in our world today because people don't, they're not empowered. They don't understand who they are in Christ and they don't understand they have a plan and they don't understand they can do it with God's strength on the inside of them. So people aren't doing anything. People are not evangelizing. People are not going out and, and go doing the mission trips like they're doing. Used to, man, you did a mission trip, man, to Africa and you'd have people fighting to get on the plane. Now you're lucky if you get five people to go. Oh, I just can't. I don't know. You know, I can't get away from work. I can't do this. I can't do that. Who's your source? See, we got to, we've got to start getting passionate about these things, guys, because we are in some hard times. I don't have to tell you that. Times where we're going to be challenged, where you better know what you believe, why you believe it, because the days are coming. The days are here right now where you're going to be challenged every day when you go to work, every day when you go to school. Come on, people are going to challenge you, and you better, better be able to stand up and explain to them why you believe. Why do I believe in Jesus? Because, listen, they want to pull you away. They want to pull you into this world. And I'm going to tell you, the ways of this world are dangerous. And they're very tempting because people pursue the flesh, the things of the flesh. 
come on, if you have a problem with the ladies, then this world, just you're always going to conveniently have all these ladies that you're attracted to in your brain. And you've got to deal with that temptation. If you have a problem with alcohol, everywhere you go, it's just going to be conveniently there. And now you've got to deal with it. That's why Paul says, I keep my flesh under, under, under subjection to what? The spirit man on the inside of him, which is made new at salvation, right? Very, very important, right? But listen, God knew that we were going to need some help, and he gave us the Holy Spirit, right? But we've got to understand all of the, 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 the foundation of the Holy Spirit, the whole aspects and the importance of the Holy Spirit back in our lives. Now, I know the body of Christ has pushed that out for the past few decades, and it's time for us to get it back in, right? And there's a lot of ministers right now, well-known ministers, big ministries around this nation that are coming back and repenting and realizing, man, we should have never removed that Holy Spirit. Lord, forgive me. And they're putting this back in some denominational churches. They realize their mistake, right? Because people aren't being empowered to do that. And we talked about last week the difference between being born of the Spirit, which happens at salvation when you're born again, the Holy Spirit comes to dwell on the inside of you, and being actually infilled with the Holy Spirit, or as we used to call it, baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now, I know that throws some people for a loop, but it's biblical, and it's very much true. You've got to remember, God knew we were going to need some help. And God doesn't talk to us just like I talk, English to English or Spanish to Spanish. God doesn't talk to us in His way. He knew we were going to need a place, a way to communicate. And He knew that we needed that direct link from us to Him, right? And He knew that, so that's why He's smart. Remember, He's smart. He sent the Holy Spirit to be that direct link, all right? But if you're going to communicate fully from the Spirit to Spirit with Him you're going to have to have the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Be baptized in the Holy Spirit. That's where, and see, that's where Acts 1.8 says you shall receive power after that you receive the Holy Ghost. I mean, it's Halloween time. We can call it Holy Ghost. You know, that's King James Version, so the Holy Ghost. Listen, the only ghost that's going to be at our hallelujah party is going to be the Holy Ghost. Amen? And that's all right. Listen, I, and I, don't, I don't preach much on Halloween, but I can tell you guys this. Please be very careful to play an end to these things. Because I'm going to tell you something. And, and this, I'm not talking about anybody here. But every year around Halloween, after Halloween, there's always somebody that comes up. And they have, they have something that happens in their life. After Halloween, I'm getting on a little rabbit trail here, but that's okay. Listen to me. And a lot, when you, when, you, when you sit down and you counsel with them, you talk with them, and, you, and you, you're, you're figuring things out, you realize that they yielded to some things on Halloween that they didn't need to yield to, and they allowed it a spirit to get on them. And don't think it doesn't happen, guys. Halloween is all about celebrating evil spirits. Y'all, that's all it's about. So you need to be careful about feeding on those horror f- movies and, and these haunted houses. Oh, pastor, that's fun. And I've been to them. I've been to them. I mean, I tell you what, I go with a lot of prayer sometimes when I'm taking some kids and all that. Listen, it's better not to just participate in this stuff. Because things can get on you, especially if you're not spiritually strong. Things can get on you and can get in you in ways and mess you up. And it happens every year. And it's almost like clockwork. We're like, I wonder who's going to be this year. I wonder who's going to be. And when you get to the nitty-gritty and you get down to it, if your call comes out and there's 
They participated in something, and they opened the door up. And listen, if you just crack that door, the Satan's got his foot right there, and then he gets in there, and what's he doing? He's trying to separate us, divide us from the body, from God, right? So listen, be very careful playing around with the Halloween stuff. Amen. Now, you've heard my, my little spiel on that. You don't have to call me or text me or anything. Well, Pastor, should I go trick-or-treating? That's between you and God, but I wouldn't go trick-or-treating. That's up to you. All right? But listen, we're talking about <laughs> power. When you get filled or get baptized with the Holy Ghost, you receive power. Now, listen, power, what does that mean? That's when he empowers you to do what he's called you to do. And see, this is very important. Because you need that power to go out and do. That's where you get your strength from, to do. That's what people want to know. I just don't ever feel like talking about Jesus. You haven't been filled. Because when you get filled, it's in you and you get that you're there to do what He's called you to do. And what are we called to do? The Great Commission. Go and make disciples. Spread the gospel. When it's in you, that fire, you can't even control it. I'm telling you, you will be talking about Jesus to anything that walks up to you. Whether it's a cat, dog, or your neighbor, or your mama, or your brother. You can't help it. If, you can, if that's you and you're afraid, I don't want to offend you. Listen, you need to get filled with the Holy Ghost because you need that power. And guys, that power, that's where people receive their anointings. That's where that comes. You need, people need, people, people wonder why, I don't know, God never uses me to do anything great. Have you been filled with the Holy Ghost? Because, listen, that's where you receive a healing anointing. Uh, or, or maybe you have the anointing of word of wisdom, of word of knowledge. Or, or maybe you have a, 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 a strong spirit of discernment. to come up. That's where you receive your giftings. And if you've never been filled, you're not going to get them. You know, I have a friend of mine that carries a really strong healing anointing. That means that, man, when he, when he prays for you, it's so funny. It's not funny, but it's, it's kind of cool because when, he, when he's praying and getting ready and all, his palms will get real red. And he's not rubbing them to make them red. They'll get really red and warm. And, and I can't explain all of that. It doesn't matter. But he, just about when he lays hands on you, you're getting, if you've got faith for the healing, you're getting healed. He just, he walks in that. That's his gifting. God gave him that. That's what he's called to do on this earth. He's been empowered by the filling of the Holy Ghost to walk in the light of that. Come on, he's got something for all of us to do. You may not carry that same anointing, but you will carry the anointing. Amen. And you've got to understand this. Listen, the days of just thinking that we're just... We're, being so insecure, God can't use me for nothing. Listen, Jesus said, greater works will you do than he did, greater than he did. We need people doing those greater works. Because see, when we start doing those greater works, that's what's going to turn everyone's attention back to church. Glory to God. Glory to God. But listen, you need to be walking in that power. And that power is going to come from the infilling or the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now what I want to talk with you mainly about today is, whew, is, 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 the, in the, is the issue of tongues. Now I know that throws some people for a loop. And this, for what, whether I know why, but this issue causes more problems throughout the body of Christ. I mean, you have denominations that will fight you to the death over this. 
Now, you, it's not a matter of, you're not, you know, well, if I don't speak in tongues, does that mean I'm not going to heaven? No, you're going to heaven. But speaking in tongues is the evidence of the fact that you've been in field. And if you haven't been in field, then you're not going to walk in the fullness of God. You're not going to do everything that God has called you to do because you haven't been empowered yet to do that. Right? And remember, we talked about it when they, at, the, at the day of Pentecost. When that, that's where they, they, they were launching the church. All right, the 120 of them up there. And they got filled with the Holy Ghost. They got empowered to go launch the Big C Church. They had a big mandate, guys. And that same, it took an infilling of the Holy Spirit to empower them. And that's the same infilling we need today to carry this church on to bring Jesus back. It never went away. What went away is man got involved and we thought we were smarter than God and we start either removing Scripture or not applying Scripture because we don't fully understand it. But it's so easy to read and see it. It's just the simple truth. The Holy Spirit was today was for the way back then and it's very much for today. And it's the same as for speaking in tongues because speaking in tongues is that evidence that you've been in field. So speaking in tongues is not a demonic possession. It's not, it's not anything quirky or crazy, right? It's nothing more than the voice of your spirit. That's all it is. And, and, and for whatever reason, when you bring it up in conversation sometimes, man, it, it, it tends to bring more heat than it does light, more, 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 more tension. And the reason being is because Satan is using it to divide, always using it to divide. And if he can get in someone's mind and convince them that it's not for today, it's not for them, you don't need that, that's not true, even though it's in the Word, then if he can convince them of that, they will continue arguing, and there will never be unity, and there will continue to be separation. And that's what sin does, that's what Satan does, separates, 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 separates. Amen? All right, but listen, tongues is not evil, right? And it, it, even though we have a lot of people all over the place on it, and they, they can't come to certain agreements on it, all of that is a result of the fact that the church, the church has, there's, there's been this great lack of just simple foundational teaching on it. Because it's very real and it's very true. And I'm going to tell you something. Praying in the Spirit will change your life. It will, not just you guys. Because if, if, if the Holy Spirit was given to be your, for you to be an intercessor, guys, if you're a parent, this is an invaluable tool for you. You cannot, you, you, you cannot know everything your child is dealing with. You can't. You can try. But you can't. But when you have been filled with the Spirit, then you can pray in the Spirit for that child for things that you don't know. All right? And we'll talk about that here in a minute. But listen, we're going to get into the teachings on this because this is very, very important, right? And we've got to understand that the Holy Spirit is for today. It's there to empower you to do what God's gonna, got for you to do. And listen, you've got to remind yourself, hey, God's got a plan for me. God's got something for me to do. And I really believe that there's people in this church that God's got great things to do. Right Now, it's up to, it's up to you guys to walk that out. It's not for me to, to tell you. That's between you and God. Right? But you've got to understand that. And you've got to understand the Holy Spirit, being filled with the Holy Spirit, is going to empower you to do that. It's going to be empowered. I'll never forget, I, I share this story a lot, but the first time I laid hands on someone and they received healing, I was on a mission trip in Mexico, and, and I had never, that had never happened. 
and it was, it was nothing special about me. You know, I, I remind you, it's not me. It's about God working through me. But we prayed, and we were praying in the Spirit and all of this, and the guy came up, and, and you know, he and had an interpreter that he couldn't, he couldn't hear, and he said, you want you to pray for me? I'm like, okay, I'm just standing there, you know. Okay, all right, you know. So I just lay hands on him and pray the, uh, the healing, healing Scriptures and pray over him, and boom, he got his hearing. And both of us were like, whoa, my gosh, you know. You know, because it never happened. I'd never seen that. But listen, God used me because I was obedient and I had been empowered and I was praying in the Spirit, interceding on His behalf. God led this guy to me who had faith for the healing and He just used me as a vessel to lay hands on him, pray the prayer, and by his faith He received it. Guys, God wants to do the same with you. It's nothing special about me. He wants you to do great things. He wants you to be the one evangelizing across the world. He wants you standing up for what we believe in as this world and this very nation is trying to tear that apart. Right? He wants you to. You have the voice. Some of you have very powerful voices. When you speak, it demands attention. That's what I love about Jasveer. When Jasveer speaks, buddy, the room looks. He's gifted. God's going to use him to do great things. There's no doubt in my mind. There's no doubt in my mind, but he wants to use you too in some aspect. Amen. All right, so you can listen. We're trying to understand. I want to make sure that you understand speaking in tongues. All right, it is for today. And I want to show you something. I want to show you that it is. I want to show you in Scripture. I remember Brother Hagin used to always tell us, he said, when he taught us, he said, when, when God would would reveal something to him and maybe he hadn't studied it out completely or just he just needed confirmation. He'd always tell God, you got to show me that in Scripture. Well, I've, I've practiced that habit too. As God's leading me to do things, I say, and if I don't know, I tell him, you got to show me in Scripture. And he always does. So I'm going to show you in Scripture today that speaking in tongues is the evidence of the infilling of the Holy Ghost. All right? So we're going to start, and, and I'm just going to read these to you. You guys jot them down. Acts 2, 1, 4, we read this last week. It says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. This is the, the launch of the church, the beginning of the church. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them the cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost... Now, if you have a newer translation, it's going to say Holy Spirit. They remove ghosts because too many people get scared by the ghost. Word, all right? Same thing, Holy Spirit. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. This was the first instance in the Bible of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. All right? But it's very significant because it was the beginning. It was the beginning and they had... Can you imagine 120 people and we got to go to the world? They had a mandate, an unbelievable mandate. And if you tried to do that in the natural, never going to happen. But they were empowered. They were empowered by the infilling of the Holy Spirit, right? So what happened? They got filled with the Holy Spirit. Then what happened? They spoke with tongues, all right? Acts 19.6. Now, this is the one we use when we call people down front and we lay hands on them to receive the Holy Ghost, be it the infilling of the Holy Ghost. You don't have to have hands laid on you, though. I know many people that... That, that just simply asked and they, and they received it by faith. They received it by faith. But some people need hands laid on them, and, and that's, that's okay. We don't mind doing that either. 
Acts 19, 6 says, And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spoke with tongues. And listen, they didn't just spoke with tongues, they prophesied. Guess what, guys? They just received their giftings. They just received their spiritual giftings. So not only did they speak with tongues, but now they have the gift of prophecy, and they prophesied. Oh, glory to God. And Paul was talking to the Ephesians believers right there, and he tells them that, that when he laid hands on them, they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke with other tongues. Now, that's just another, uh, what we, another language. People try to figure it out. Some know oh, you're speaking Spanish, you're speaking Russian, and that does happen sometimes. But tongues is just an utterance. Sometimes syllables. We don't understand it because tongues is not for us. Tongues is for God to communicate with us. Amen? Communicate with us. Acts 10, verse 45 and 46. And they of the circumcision, which believed and were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God, and then answered Peter. All right, so what we're, the point is we're seeing over and over and over and over that the evidence of the infilling of the Holy Spirit is speaking in tongues. So guys, don't get, all, don't get hung up, don't get bent out of shape on speaking in tongues. It's not something quirky, it's not something crazy. As a matter of fact, it's an invaluable tool for you to use to walk out what God's got you to do. Because I'm, I'm going to tell you, He's got something, something to, I can't, I can't get off of that. He's got something for everybody. I don't care what path you've been down. Guys, you've heard my testimony. I've been down some hard, dark roads. But thank God, thank God that He brought me out of that. Amen? Glory to God. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here today. I'll just tell you that. The simple truth. Amen? Wouldn't be there today. So listen. Speaking in tongues is nothing more than your voice of your spirit, right, to use to communicate with God. That's it, to communicate with. And always remember, communication is the lifeline to any relationship. I think about any marriage counseling that we do when we sit down, and one of the first things that we, and we've got a very thorough program that we go through, but one of the first things that we talk about is communication. Because listen, guys, if you can't communicate in your marriage, and this is just a natural truth. If you can't communicate in your job, come on, you can't communicate in your business. Some people can't grow their business just because they can't communicate. Well, they need to get somebody in there that can communicate for them and so they can grow their business. Amen? Communication is the lifeline of any relationship. And God knew this. And He gave all believers the ability to communicate with Him not only in our earthly language, Hey, your Father, bless this, save, you know, da 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 but he gave us the ability to communicate with him in tongues. That's what the point of praying, that's where the whole praying in tongues comes into the equation. And we should be praying in tongues or praying in the Spirit. You hear people call it praying in the Spirit, right? 1 Corinthians 14, verse 14 says, For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is it then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also. So I'm going to pray in the Spirit, pray in tongues, but I'm going to pray in my understanding with my language also. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will sing with understanding also. So you see there's two ways to pray right there. All right? There's two ways to pray. And, and, and you know, most people, they pray with their, lang- they pray with their language. Because, but you always got to remember, when you pray that way, you're limited. You're limited to your only your knowledge of the circumstances that are around you. Right? You cannot know everything that's going around you. 
on around you. You can't, right? And, and, and you know, you, you, you're, you're only limited to, to what you can think you need. And this is why people, people talk about, well, 30 days of prayer, Pastor, I can only pray for a minute. That's all I can do. I just can't pray for no more. Now, have you been filled with the Holy Ghost? Because, you see, it's not, when, when the Bible, Scripture actually tells us that we should pray continually. Now, how are you going to pray continually if you're limited in your praying by your words? You can't. You can't do it. I've had people try it. Man, I've tried it. I've got 15 minutes of praying out of it. Well, praise God, you've got 15 minutes. Now, get filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, pray in the Spirit. You pray all day long. Don't mean you walk around doing it. You're under your breath. You do it. Guys, this is such an invaluable tool. Such an invaluable tool. Right? For, and it's to benefit you. Pray, we need people praying in the Spirit, right? And listen, when we, and, and always remember, when we pray with our Spirit, when we pray in tongues, we pray about things that our mind doesn't understand. All right? We don't know what we're praying about. Remember, we are a spirit made in God's image. God is a spirit, and He made us in His image. We are a spirit. We have a soul, which is your mind. All right? And then we live in a body, which is this flesh that we walk the earth in, which gets us in most of the trouble. All right? We live our life pursuing the things of the flesh instead of pursuing the things of the spirit. All right? But listen. We don't understand what's, hap- what's praying or what's being said. It's, it, what's being communicating to God because the prayer doesn't come from your mind. It comes from your spirit. I point to your heart because that's where we say God lives. In, I mean, Jesus comes to live in our heart. Your spirit, spirit man, that's, that's you, right? Because if I point here, everybody's going to get all confused. You guys know what I'm talking about. If you, if you can't get out of your mind a little bit and get into the truth of the world, of the Word of God, and understand that there are things that happen in the Spirit, I mean, come on. That's, a, that's the first big step. There are things that happen in the Spirit. But you see, when you pray in tongues, it doesn't come from your mind. It comes from your Spirit because it's your Spirit communicating with God. It, it's an open flow back and forth from God to you, from God, your, from, 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 from God to your Spirit. And see, the Holy Spirit is what gives you utterance to speak. This is where people have so much trouble. You just have to yield and speak it. Right? You just have to yield and speak it. The Holy Spirit will give you the utterance. Now, let me show you another aspect of speaking in tongues that doesn't get talked about a lot. But it's very significant, guys. This is very, 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 very significant. In my eyes, it really is. 1 Corinthians 14.2 says... For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men. We're speaking unto God. For no man understandeth him. You can't understand it because only God can understand it. Howbeit in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. He speaks mysteries. Now watch this. Scripture's telling us right there, when you're praying in tongues, you're speaking divine mysteries to God. Alright? And when you speak those mysteries, you're saying things that only God can understand. Now why is that important? Why is it important that we pray and communicate to God in a way where only He can understand it? Where other people can't understand it? Or maybe or where Satan can't understand it? Huh? Why is it important? Think about that for a minute. We'll look on down to verse 7. 1 Corinthians 2, 7. says, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. So when you're speaking these divine, the divine mysteries, when you're praying out in tongues... You're speaking the wisdom of God. Watch this, guys. Even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew. Now, who's the princes of this world? That's Satan. 
They didn't know. They didn't know what was being prayed. Woo, listen, when you speak in tongues, when you're praying in tongues, you're communicating mysteries to God. And according to that scripture right there, those mysteries, the wisdom of God, when you break that down, you, you break that down, you're talking about the plan of God. Guys, listen, when you're praying in the Spirit, when you're praying in the Spirit, you're communicating with God. What is happening is, is the very plan for your life is being concealed from Satan. He can't see it. He can't see it. He doesn't understand. It's a spiritual language. This is so important, guys. It's so... Think about it. If if the only way God had to communicate with us was our natural language... Everything that he had planned for you would be out there for Satan and everybody else to hear. Now that's dangerous. Listen, we don't, he doesn't need any extra help. Because the minute you take a step toward what God's called you to do, yes, he's there to stop you. He's there to get in your mind, to get in your head, and let you know you can't do that. You don't have the strength to do that. You don't have the money to do that. But God said, I could. All right. So now you're in a debate with him. You need to just kick him out of there, out of the picture, and, 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 and just stand firm in what God tells you to do. But listen, it's very important to keep Satan in the dark about things when it comes to what God wants you to do. Right? But so, praying in the Spirit keeps the plan God has for your life concealed from the enemy. But watch this. Second, 1 Corinthians 2, 9 says, But it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither have it. Entering into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him, verse 10, but God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. Guys, when you speak in tongues, not only does it keep your plan for your life for, that God has for you concealed from the enemy, but it keeps it revealed to you. See, people aren't, they don't know, I don't know what God has for me to do. Well, you need to pray it out in the Spirit. Are you communicating with Him so He can communicate with you spirit to spirit? If you're not doing this, you'll never know. It doesn't, listen guys, it doesn't mean you're not going to heaven. It doesn't mean you're going to do great. He'll still use you to do good things, but there's more that He's wanting you to do. You just got to be want, you got to want more of all of God and walk in the light of that. Because I'm going to tell you something. There is a time right now that we are in where things are happening so rapidly. So rapidly. There are people on the streets right now that may just, the only verse they'll know is, is, that, is John 3.16. And that's all they know. And bless God, when they accept Jesus, God's going to take them with a matter of months, two months, three months, and they're going to become evangelists because He needs people who are willing and obedient to follow His Word because time is short and He needs them on the streets. He needs them to get in people's face and the to reach the homeless, the hard people that just need to know Jesus. And he wants us to... This is going to start happening rapidly, guys. This is why he's taking us down this path. This is why he's wanting, us, wanting me to teach on this. I mean, you think about how all of these messages are tying together. You go all the way back. We were preaching how people, how people are not, were not fulfilling their call. Well, if they're going to fulfill their call, we were preaching on you've got to know faith. And if you've got to know faith to, to walk out what you're doing, you've got to understand God's got a plan for you and He's going to provide the way. All right? But now you've got to figure out what that plan is. So now we need to go on into the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is going to bring revelation because it's the communication, the voice you need to communicate with God to understand what it is that you've got to do. 
Lord, it all ties. God's a good God. He ties all this stuff together, right? Listen, when you pray in the Spirit, not only is it that can Satan not hear it, Satan don't understand it, but it brings revelation to you. Revelation to you. God just simply reveals it through the Spirit, all the things that He has before, prepared for you. Guys, and there's so many benefits. So many benefits. And I'll, I'll, I'll hit a couple of these and, and I'll close for the sake of time here. It says, Romans 8.26 says, The Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. Praying in the Spirit, that's what that is. That's groanings. It's like syllables. It's, it's just different for different people. The, this Holy Spirit gives you utterance when you've been in field. But listen, tongues, is, is, it's, it's invaluable when you don't know what to pray. But you know you need to pray. You know, I shared the story last week of driving up on the accident. And, and I knew the guy almost hit me. And so I knew he, he was drunk and it was late at night. And so I knew it was going to be a problem. And then, boom, they get on down the road a couple of miles and there's the accident. You know, so I, I don't know the situation. I don't know what happened in the car. I don't know the, what a deer car. I know nothing. But I know that somebody's hurting right now. And I know that I need to pray. So how do I pray for that? Well, I cannot pray in my natural language, which is, well, Father, help them, obviously. Well, listen, this is in a situation, could be probably a life and death situation, so I need to be praying more than that. Well, I don't know. So I prayed in the Spirit. Remember, and I shared the story. I prayed in the Spirit. We ended up cutting the wife down. She was choking on her seatbelt, and they got her. She was out cold until they were loading her in the ambulance, and then she stopped before putting the ambulance and thanked me for praying for her. Listen, I wasn't screaming and yelling in tongues the whole time we're doing all this. I'm praying under my breath because I don't know them. I know this is a life or death situation. I'm focused on getting the seatbelt cut, get her down, cradle her neck. We don't want to, you know, trying to be as careful as we possibly can, all of these things, And but I'm steadily praying. Now, how did she know I was praying for her? Well, things happened in the spiritual. I believe things happen in the spiritual right there. Amen. Glory to God. But listen, when you don't know what to pray and you feel like you need to pray, pray in the Spirit. Parents, dads, spiritual leaders of your household, when you feel that urge, that uneasiness that something's wrong, now I know that everybody's quick to pick up the phone now and call, right? But sometimes you may not be able to do that. Pray. Pray in the Spirit until you get peace. Moms, if you don't have a husband at home, you're the spiritual leader of that household. Pray. Pray in the Spirit. When you don't know what to pray, pray in the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 14, 4 says, A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally. That's out of the New Living. I think at King James it says it edifies or builds up the person. Right? Listen, days when you're just beat and you just feel like the world's falling apart, you've had a horrible day at work, and we all have those. Come on, let's be real. I remember a few years back when... When we were still with the Auburn Fellowship, we were there. And, you know, I was, it was a tough situation. I was working two jobs at that same time in order to be able to serve at the church. And, and I wasn't getting three or four hours of sleep a night. And I was that next day, I, had that, I was at the warehouse that I was working at, and I was managing it, and things weren't going good, and people were just problem, problem, problem. I was reaching a boiling point, all right? I was, it was getting on up there, right? And, I mean, I was about to really strangle somebody. And so what I did is I immediately went to the car. I got away. I went to my car and I shut the door. I didn't crank it up. I didn't turn the radio on, but I spent 10 minutes just praying in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit. And then I got a refreshing because it strengthens you. I got a refreshing. What you're doing, you're reminding yourself 
of who the strength comes from. You're communicating with God. He's pumping you back up. He's like, you can do this. You can do this. This is a season you're in. This isn't forever. You can do this. I'm with you. I got your back. All of this is coming. Spirit to spirit. You're reminding of all of these things. Now you come out of that. I came out of that truck. And I had a smile back on my face. Went back in there. Took care of everything. And, and, and everything was a-okay. Listen, when you feel like the world's falling apart, Take a minute. Take 10 minutes. Pray in the Spirit. And, and people always say, well, how long do I pray? You pray till you get a peace. You'll understand. The more you do it, you'll start to realize that peace. Oh, everything's okay. Guys, I couldn't pastor this church if I, could, if I didn't understand this. I, I, I couldn't do it because so many of you are dropped on my heart at different times of the day and night. You know, the other, other morning... The, at 2 o'clock in the morning, I got up. And, I mean, I woke up, and I'm laying in the bed staring at the ceiling. I'm like, all right, God, what is it? You know, because I know it's somebody. And all of a sudden, he brings them to my heart, and I just start praying. I prayed in the Spirit for about an hour on that situation. Never, had, never felt the need to call this person, but I knew I was interceding for that person, right? And they're not here today, and now I know why we were needing to intercede with them, right? And everything's okay, of course. Everything's okay. But see, I had to be obedient to, to, to yield to the Holy Spirit to do that. Moms and dads, if you'll learn to do that for your kids, you don't have to get in there and argue and debate issues. You can change things in your child's life, change their thought processes, thought processes about things without having to sit there and debate them and argue with them. When you sense it, pray in the Spirit over them. Pray the wisdom and the Word of the God will fall on their heart that you've taught them from being brought up in church. And it'll happen. Pray that they'll line up with the perfect will of God instead of the ways of this world. Because every child is, that, is, goes to, that goes to public school is being tempted to live in the ways of the world. Come on. And I think everybody in here can tell you the ways of this world are dangerous. They're dangerous, right? They're very dangerous, right? Glory to God. Well, listen. Praying in tongues is for today. But I'm, and I'm going to close with this right here. And I want to say something really quick about getting started. Getting started. And this is the hardest thing for people to do. People can get to the place where, yes, okay, I see in Scripture. This, God wants to empower me. God wants to use me. He wants me to learn to use this tool of speaking in tongues, praying in the Spirit. All right, I can see all of that. I, I see it. I got it. Now I want it. Okay, people can get there. But the hardest thing is people can't take that step to begin to speak it. This is what, this is what trips so many people up. You, there's no waiting. People think, well, I've just been tearing for 20 years and I still hadn't got the gift of speaking in tongues. Listen, it's free just like salvation is free. All right? The problem is, is when people are waiting, is they're waiting on the Holy Spirit to come on them, to grab hold of their vocal cords, demonic possessing them, and make them speak. It's not going to happen. That is not going to happen. That is demonic possession is what that is. And you better stay away from that. Glory to God. But that's what people, that's what those people, they're waiting on that. Listen, you got to remember, is learning to speak in tongues is an act of will. Remember, God gave us free will to choose. Choose Him, choose good, choose bad. We get to choose. Even if we don't choose God, He still loves us because He gave us that right. He gave us free will. 
That's why people can go play in the world and live the way they want and do horrible, horrible things like I did. But thank God for restoration when I come back to Him and realize my mistakes. And thank God for redemption that comes through salvation. Right? And He can do it for anybody. And He will do it for anybody. But listen, He gave you free will to choose. And no, He's never, never, never going to override your will. So, speaking in tongues is an act of will. And we learned last week, all you have to do is ask. So speak. Speak. You've got to speak it. You've got to speak it. And we've done this many times with people. And usually we bring people down front. We lay hands on them and we pray with them for a minute and do two or three people. And and after a few minutes, they'll they'll get that language and they'll they'll understand. It's it's just like it's like you feel this urge to speak, but you don't know really what to speak. But it's, and it's just like it's, it's almost like a babbling like syllables when it when it starts, and that's a start. What you got to let them out. You got to speak them. You got to speak them. And it's not it's guys. It's not that it's not. We don't need to. Don't make it difficult. But I want you to understand, somebody, you, you may be on the fence right now and you, and you don't even want, you know, oh, pastor's going crazy on this. Well, I'll just live my life the way I want to live my life. I don't ever have to participate. Hey, God gave you free will to choose. Now, the only difference is, is you're not going to walk in the fullness of what God's got. You're not going to walk in that power to where when you walk up and you lay hands on the sick, instant healing happens. You're not going to be able to walk in the full authority of the Word of God in your life because you hadn't been empowered to walk in that full authority. You know, we've been, when you get empowered with the Holy when you become a, a, a believer, you, you have authority as a child of God. That means you can boldly speak this Word because it's true. That's what faith is. God tells us we're to live our lives by faith. Right? Faith in what? Faith in Him. Faith in His Word. Right? And faith is nothing more than living like this Word is true. Living like this word. That means that when the word says, you have not because you've asked not, then why are you sitting in a place of, of want or need? Have you asked God? Well, Scripture says you have not. That don't mean you go pray for a million dollars. God's not going to give you a million dollars if you can't budget $20,000 a year. Come on, He's a smart guy. I can tell you this, though. If you're believing God for a large amount of money, and we've done this many times, prepare for it. Somebody in here is believing God for a large amount of money. Prepare. Go open a savings account. Declare that account just for that money and call those things in just like God did with Abraham. Prepare for it. If you don't prepare for it, you know, I, I talk with people, they, they, they're, 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 they want to be a business person. Prepare for it. Take a class. Well, I'm just believing God's going to give me that business. Well, no, he's a smart God. So why, is, why would he give you something that you would fail at? He's not going to give it to you. Prepare for it. When he sees your heart and your obedience, then he'll open the doors and he'll provide for you. Right? But listen, all of this ties together with being empowered to do what God's called you to do. Being filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Let's pray.